Welcome to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, a primitive Baptist ministry declaring the good news of the finished work of salvation by grace alone. This weekly radio program is brought to you by Elder Joe Nettles, pastor of Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church in Caledonia, Mississippi, and Elder David Wise, pastor of Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. We now invite you to stay tuned for our message this morning. Hello, happy Lord's Day morning. We're happy to have you here with us on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. And we're very thankful for our broadcast partners that give us this opportunity to air on the radio and then also the avenue of the internet and podcasts that we have this opportunity to share God's Word with you. And we don't express that thankfulness as much as we should, so we'd like to do that this morning. So thank you to our radio partners and thankful for just the opportunity to bring this program to you. And if you enjoy it, we'd love to hear from you. Please go to our website, gospel-of-grace.com. We'd love to know that you're out there. We'd love to get an email from you. We have a postal mail address as well, if you want to do that. I know that's not as common nowadays, but we'd love to get an email from you. And to know that you're out there, to know that you're listening and hopefully edified by it. And if we can help you in any way, if we can answer any questions or if you hear something that you don't agree with or we can explain further, we would love to correspond with you. And also, furthermore, we'd love to meet you and have you come and worship with us. I'd heartily invite you to Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church in Ackerman, Mississippi. And then our partner in this ministry, Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, where Joe Nettles is the pastor there in Caledonia. Mississippi, and we both meet on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., and then also we're thankful to partner with WLZA Radio out of Starkville, Mississippi, and we have a Wednesday night meeting in Starkville, Mississippi at 6 o'clock p.m. at the New Covenant Church on West Garrett Road. So we would love to have you come out and worship with us. Please email us, subscribe to our podcast. And if you're not close to us, go to our website and find a church that is close to you. They will love to see you at your local Primitive Baptist Church. This morning, we'd like to continue our spiritual warfare series and looking at our enemies. And this morning, we want to look at our internal enemy, which is the flesh, which is the internal struggles that we have with our sinful nature every single day. So we hope to bring that message to you right after the song. We're thankful to have you here with us, and please stay tuned throughout the furtherance of the broadcast. God bless you. We are blessed in the
morning and welcome again to the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast. This is Elder David Wise here with you on the program today. And during my time, we have been trying to consider spiritual warfare and doing a scouting report on our enemies. And we've looked at a lot of external enemies, certainly Satan and the world and unclean spirits and corrupt governments and things such as that. But this morning, we're going to look inward. We're going to look at the internal struggle that we have with the flesh and with our old nature and with the fallen man that still resides inside born-again children of God. You see, when Adam committed a sin to fall into dead in trespasses and in sin in the garden, then we have a new nature, unfortunately, and that new nature is wicked. And you will find as you study the scriptures that man is described as being abjectly wicked. Man is dead in trespasses and in sin. In the Primitive Baptist Church, we uphold the scriptural position that there is none good, no, not one. There's none righteous, no, not one. Every part of man, every aspect of man, his mind, his heart, which his external actions follow that wickedness of that heart. There is a total corruption, a total depravity of man that is inherent in all of us. Because when Adam sinned, we all sinned in Adam and we all have that sin nature. So we have just a wretched, wicked, totally depraved nature. And because of that, we're dead in sins. We have no ability to come unto Christ. We have no ability to accept Christ, the only way that we can believe in Christ, the only way we can serve God is by that he changes that nature. He takes out that stony heart and gives us a heart of flesh. He resurrects us in our soul from dead in trespasses and sin to life in Christ. But when that happens, God does not totally extract that sinful old man fleshly nature. No, we still have to battle with the flesh every single day. And sometimes the external circumstances around us may be kind of calm. I know I notice I see that a lot in my life, that I'm not necessarily dealing with some persecution or I'm dealing with some external trial. Things are kind of settled down a little bit. But it seems like when external circumstances settle down, it's when I struggle internally the most sometimes. And that internal struggle is with the flesh, that, that battle, that warfare we're going to find from Romans chapter 7. It's a battle. It's a warfare against our flesh every single day because our nature gravitates towards something that is contrary to God and His commandments and the Holy Spirit. So we talked last time about the world and the characterization of the world from 1 John chapter 2, beginning in verse 15, he warns, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Now, why is it that John makes such a stark statement that if we love the world, the love of the Father is not in him? Because the characteristics of the world are the exact opposite, diametrically opposed to the Spirit and the things of God. And he gives three characteristics of the world. Verse 16, for all that's in the world is the lust of the flesh, notice, the lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, 
which is not of the Father, but is of the world. So the world is characterized by the lust of the flesh. And that was the thing that we used to engage in. We used to engage with no conviction. We had no capacity to be pricked in the heart. Instead, anytime anyone told us we were doing something wrong, we were only cut to the heart. But we have a nature from Ephesians chapter 2. And you have the quickened who were dead in trespasses and in sin, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we had our conversation in times past in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Now, praise God for verse 4, right? But God. In spite of that wicked nature that we have, in spite of that fleshly, carnal nature that wants nothing to do with God, in spite of that, God regenerated us, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. But you understand, we have a natural disposition of this world that is to go in the opposite direction of God. And that's why it's so difficult. That's why it's so challenging to keep that flesh under control. <clears throat> it's described here in Romans chapter 8. And we'll come back to Romans chapter 7 in a minute after he describes the warfare and the conflict that he has. But then he finally finds hope in Jesus Christ. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So I still have this conflict that my flesh wants to sin, but the Spirit of God leads me to obey the law of God. But then he says here in chapter 8 and verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So after we have been born again, now the question is, how do we walk? What course of action, what manner of life do we engage in? And it's inappropriate for the child of God to walk after the flesh. You see, we don't walk after the flesh. We walk after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You're not in bondage to do that solely anymore. Instead, you have a new nature that can overcome and overpower. Remember, the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. The Spirit is stronger than the flesh. And don't you ever forget that. The Spirit is stronger than the flesh. Someone says, well, I just couldn't help it. There was just nothing I could do. My flesh was just too strong. This sin was just too heavy. Listen, there is no sin, there is no fleshly desire that is stronger than the Holy Spirit of God. Don't you say you don't have the ability? Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's hard. But guess what? You are mighty through God. You're more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Don't you take the cop out and say, well, I couldn't do anything about it. It's hard. Listen, you got to mortify the deeds of the flesh. You got to put it to death. You have to every single day get up and put your flesh on the cross. The apostle Paul said, I die daily. I have to daily make a conscious decision because if I put it on autopilot, listen to me, child of God, if you put it on autopilot, you will fall into sin because the natural disposition of this world is decay and sin and falling. You have to be purposeful. You have to be proactive. You have to be vigilant. And if you put it on autopilot, oh, child of God, please, if you think you stand, please take heed lest you fall. If you think that you can just put it in neutral in serving God, the flesh is going to overcome you. 
But understand, we have conquering power through the Spirit of God to put the deeds of the flesh to death. It doesn't matter the power of the addictions that you may have in your life. You may have a chemical dependency on alcohol. You may have a chemical dependency on some narcotic and drug. You may be committing fraud at work. You may be embezzling at your job. Listen, there is no sin. There is no fleshly desire that is stronger than the Holy Spirit of God that you cannot overcome and put to death and crucify that sin and mortify that deed of the flesh. There is no sin that is too great that the Spirit of God cannot conquer and overcome in your life. But listen, child of God, it's hard. It's hard. And the reason why it's so hard is because our nature is so antagonistic toward God. It's the exact opposite. It's the exact polar opposite of God. And that's what we're finding here in Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, the fleshly mind, is enmity with God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Now listen, we want to make the doctrinal point first. If you are still in the flesh, you have no ability to pray a prayer, to do any good work that is acceptable to God until you are given life, until you are made holy by the imputed righteousness of Jesus Christ at the new birth. Until you are born again, you cannot please God. Which, by the way, another reason you can't please God is in Hebrews chapter 11, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And faith is a fruit of the Spirit. So until you've been born again and God sovereignly gives you that faith in the new birth, you have no ability to please God. So the invitation to the dead alien sinner to come unto Christ to get saved, listen, there is no dead people coming out of the grave, coming out of caskets to accept Christ. They're dead. Listen to me, they're dead. But when God borns you again, now you can serve God. But while you're still in the flesh, you cannot please God. But it is not a pre-programmed guarantee that you're going to live in perfect godliness, that you're going to persevere in faith and holiness, that you're going to meet some standard of righteousness. No, child of God, you are susceptible to fall. The flesh will entice you. The flesh will deceive you, and it will make you think that this is a good course of action. Oh, but the danger of that, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. It's to feel and experience the abundant life. It's to feel the presence of Jesus on a daily basis. Don't walk hand in hand with Satan. Don't walk hand in hand with the world. No, we want to walk hand in hand with Jesus every day, don't we? We want to walk hand in hand with the Spirit. But boy, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to mortify the deeds of the flesh. And when you are walking in the flesh, when you're walking in sin, as a born-again child of God, if you choose to be enticed by the pleasures of sin for a season, if you choose to go down the broad way that leads to destruction, if you go down that way, listen, the end result of that is death, but you are not pleasing God. 
But he says of these Christians here in the Roman church and for you today as well, verse nine, but ye are not in the flesh, but ye are in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Now, this is not you inviting the spirit of God into your heart for you to be born again, but there's a big difference between being a born again child of God that's gonna be in heaven with God at the end of time and then walking in the spirit. Jesus talks in John chapter 15 about abiding in me, abiding in the vine. I'm the true vine and you're the branches, but abide in me. Abide in me and your joy will be full. Abide in me and you will have a peace that passes all understanding. Abide in me and you will experience joy unspeakable and full of glory. Abide in me and you will feel the salvation power of the gospel that Jesus saved you from your sins by nothing more than his free and sovereign grace. And there's nothing that you can do to add to or take away from that. And you can feel the power of that gospel that's what happens when you abide in Jesus Christ. Oh, but if you start straying away from the fold, if the sheep starts straying away from the shepherd and from the flock and gets lost, oh, child of God, you're in a dangerous place when you're following the lust of the flesh because the flesh will lead you in a way that is away from God because it is contrary to God. The carnal mind is an enemy of God. Our natural carnal mind is an enemy of God. And we have to be reminded of that because it can deceive us to lead us away from faithful service to God. In Galatians chapter five, I know you know these verses very well from verses 22 through the end of the chapter that describe the fruit of the spirit. But also before that, we have not the fruit of the spirit, but the fruit of the world, if you will, the works of the flesh. So let's pick this up here in verse 16 of Galatians chapter five. But I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I'll tell you, if you're walking hand in hand with Jesus, if you're walking and abiding in the vine, Satan does not wanna be that close to Jesus. <laughs> you hear me? Satan does not wanna be that close to Jesus. If you're walking with Jesus, Satan is not going to, not that you're not gonna have any trouble, but he's not gonna afflict you quite as bad when you're close to Jesus. But what's he gonna do when you start straying away from the fold? What's gonna happen when the sheep starts getting lost and getting away from the shepherd? That's when Satan is going to tempt your flesh. Now notice, again, there is just no middle ground in this. Listen, your flesh is diametrically opposed to God and diametrically opposed to the Spirit. Verse 17, for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit and the Spirit against the flesh. These are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. You have a desire to do this, but you struggle with it. If you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now he gives the works of the flesh. This is the characteristics of those who are not walking in the Spirit, but this is the characteristics of those who are walking after the flesh. Now, one that's not born again, this is the only thing that they can do, okay? But a born-again child of God can engage in every single one of these activities, even after their new birth, even after their regeneration. And that's why we have to walk so closely with the Spirit, to not be enticed by the works of the flesh, because there's still something inside of us that wants to engage in that, and we have to mortify that desire. The works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, 
emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, that doesn't mean that if you commit this sin that you're not a child of God. There are many examples in Scripture of people who committed these sins that are clearly children of God. The most prime example clearly would be David, the man after God's own heart, who committed adultery and then ultimately murder, okay? But this is describing if the total course of your life is only engaging in these things, then that's evidence that the Spirit of God does not reside in you at that moment. But there are children of God, unfortunately, that can live like the world to an outside view. Now, they're miserable in their heart. I'll tell you, they're, they're miserable and they're convicted. But in external actions, you can look at them and say, man, I can't believe that they're acting that way. Now, the opposite end of that spectrum is the fruit of the Spirit, right? In verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love and joy and peace and long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they which are Christ have crucified the flesh. With the affection and lust, if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. We have to put to death the flesh every single day and walk closely with Jesus, walk hand in hand with our Savior. And I'll tell you, the closer we walk with Jesus, the more power we have to overcome these deeds of the flesh. Back in Romans chapter 6, he's talking about baptism at the beginning of this chapter and you putting away the old man and rising to walk in newness of life. Verse 11, Likewise, reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God. So you're already a child of God. You're already born again. But you need to reckon yourself to, I'm a new creature. You are a new creature by regeneration. You are a new creature by the new birth. But you need to reckon yourself to be this new creature. And let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye. This describes we are giving control to something. And what are we giving control to? Are we giving control to the flesh on a daily basis or are we giving control to the spirit? We're yielding to something. We're giving control to something. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness and sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of God. We don't, we don't have time to read this whole chapter here, but he continues this thought of yielding yourself unto God and not yielding yourself unto sin. And then he makes his way to Romans chapter 7, where he describes this internal conflict. These things that I used to think were important to me were changed at the new birth when the commandment came, sin revived and I died. And now I have an internal struggle that I didn't have before. And there's a lot in here that I really hate to skip over, but we're just going to have to jump in here in verse 14. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal and sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. If then I do that which I would not, I consent not unto the law that it is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is to present with me. But how to perform that which is good I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that which I would not, 
It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And Paul almost sounds like a schizophrenic here. He, it's confusing language. He's saying, listen, I want to do good, but I have this flesh that I can't control all the time and I do things I shouldn't do. And then I know that's wrong and then I feel conviction of that. And then I don't want to do it, but I keep on doing it. And then he's just struggling with this warfare. And he says here, in verse 23, I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind, bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. He says, on a daily basis, I feel like I'm losing this battle. Do you feel like that some days? Do you, some days it feels like, as I've heard Elder Ricky Harkrow say many times, some days it feels like we can charge hell with a water pistol and we'll win. <laughs> sometimes we're excited and we can feel the Spirit of God, but sometimes we're struggling, right? Sometimes we're struggling with the flesh, and that's when we say, man, I, what am I going to do, right? I feel like I'm losing this battle. I'm losing to the flesh. What, what's the answer to that? When you feel like you're losing the battle, boy, you need to pray for the Spirit of God, amen? You need to pray for the Holy Spirit of God to come and descend upon you and give me the conquering power to conquer my flesh. He said, I, I feel like I'm losing this battle. I feel this warfare in my flesh every single day. And then his, his conclusion of all of this, when he sees nothing but his flesh and the conflict in this flesh, what is his conclusion of all this? Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? I don't have any hope in myself. I see in my flesh there dwelleth no good thing. I, I can't put confidence in my flesh because my flesh can't please God. And I see what a wretched person I am in my nature. What hope do I have? Oh, wretched man that I am. Who shall deliver me from the body of this death? Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit moved John Newton to pen amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me? What hope does a wretch like me have? I'll tell you, the only hope that you have is the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Not a prayer you prayed, not you being dumped under in baptism, not living a good life. The only hope you have is the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only hope you have, and he finally reaches that conclusion in verse 25. Oh, wretched man that I am. Boy, I don't have anything to offer in myself. What, what hope do I have? He says, the only hope I have, verse 25. I thank God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. The only hope I have is Jesus. The only hope I have is Jesus. And I want to tell you, child of God, the only hope you have is Jesus. And I'm not just talking about eternal salvation. I'm talking about discipleship. I'm talking about walking in the spirit and abiding in the vine and walking in communion and fellowship with Christ. The only hope you have is Jesus Christ. I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And that's when he says, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. You see, we've been born again by the spirit of God, but the old man, the old carnal nature has not been totally eradicated. Walk in the spirit child of God, mortify the deeds of the flesh. We have that ability. We have the ability to conquer and overcome any obstacle here in this world as we serve God faithfully, trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, put that flesh on a cross every single day, mortify the deeds of the flesh, walk in the Spirit. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit.
We pray the Lord will bless you on this Lord's Day with a special presence of his Holy Spirit and guidance and providential direction in your daily life as well. We love you all in Jesus Christ, and may God bless you. If you enjoy the messages you hear on the Gospel of Grace radio broadcast, we invite you to visit a Primitive Baptist Church in your community. To find a Primitive Baptist Church near you, to listen to past messages online, and to find further contact information, you can visit our website at gospel-of-grace.com. You can also find our program on iTunes under podcast, entitled The Gospel of Grace, a Primitive Radio Broadcast. If you listen and enjoy our program, we would love to hear from you. You may contact us by email at gospelofgracepb at gmail.com. This program is produced by Sulphur Springs Primitive Baptist Church, 40283 Wolf Road, Caledonia, Mississippi, and Macedonia Primitive Baptist Church, 11 Staten Road, on Highway 15, just north of Ackerman, Mississippi. We would love for you to come and worship with us each Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. We invite you to tune in again next week for another message from the Gospel of Grace. Until next time, we pray God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus our Lord. Wonderful the mass of